Welcome to the Inclusive Growth Show with Toby Milden. Future-proofing your business by creating a diverse workplace. Hey there, thank you ever so much for tuning in to this episode of the Inclusive Growth Show. I'm Toby Milden and today I'm joined by William Weldridge. I came across William's product when I was just being lazy on YouTube one weekend. I've got a habit of spending my weekends watching YouTube videos about trains, planes and traveling around the world. And I saw an advert pop up for William's product that he's developing, which we'll be talking about today. And I spotted a wheelchair symbol and I got really interested in the inclusivity of the product that he's creating. So I reached out to William to get him on the show because I want to quiz him a bit more about that. So William, well, welcome along. It's great to have you on the show today. Thank you, Toby. I'm, I'm delighted to be chatting today. So you've developed a product called Wiggle Desk. Before you developed Wiggle Desk, what's kind of your, what, what brought you to this point before creating Wiggle Desk? It's a good question, and there's a short answer, a medium answer, and a very long answer. So I'll try to condense it. So I, as immediately before starting WiggleDesk, I was working as a data scientist um, at Google, and I was leading their work from home analytics for their GTEC organization, which essentially is the organization that deals with um, all of Google's customer uh, support. So when COVID happened, oh gosh, almost a year and three quarters ago, uh, now, we had to send 120,000 people away from office almost overnight and had to spin up a lot of analytics in order to uh, measure and sort of see if people were able to uh, get work done without the, the famous offices. And it was a really interesting problem area to be working in because a, a lot of sort of executives in all sorts of companies uh, throughout the years ha- have always famously pushed for people to be sort of to be seen to be working in in office now f- from a completely personal perspective i really enjoyed working from home i enjoyed not having to commute into the office and i enjoyed having more time with my family and to be able to get back into doing hobbies and activities again and when I was sort of working on the sort of uh, more more coding aspects of my job, I actually found myself being a lot more productive. I could stick on my big noise cancelling, don't talk to me headphones, and uh, <laughs> just like really have good focus time without sort of people coming up to tap me on the shoulder. So it was something which I felt was going to be the future, sort of hybrid working people coming back into work when and as it pleased them and when it was productive for them. And so come sort of this time last year, I was sort of thinking about, well, hybrid working is going to be important, but there doesn't really seem to be anything very easy to manage hybrid working if you run a business or or a charity or um, a school. Everything sort of revolved around great big Excel spreadsheets. Yeah, other spreadsheet providers are, are available, um, <laughs> and so it was working sort of in the hybrid working space and sort of seeing an opportunity to make things easier, and and that was for me the uh, the push that led to me saying, okay, I'm going to leave a job that I love and have been doing for for nine years to go and start off by myself with the aim to make uh, hybrid working uh, easier. Brilliant. And that's when you created Wiggle Desk. So um, could you just 
explain to us what WiggleDesk is and what it does? Sure. So WiggleDesk, um, it's a platform. So it's a, it's a website where people can create a profile for their business or organization. And essentially, it's a, um, a drag and drop uh, floor space creator and so with with that people can upload a, a png or jpeg picture of what their floor plans look like and then they drag and drop all their desks their phone booths their meeting rooms uh, their car parking spaces onto the platform and users can then um sort of see what's available uh, and what what type of spaces and what facilities are available and then they can just with one click reserve that for the day or the week and that's why I reached out to you because I saw your YouTube advert for your product and I saw an example of a floor plan with desks and meeting rooms on there. And then I spotted the wheelchair symbol. And for those who haven't met me, I'm, I'm a wheelchair user. So I was immediately interested. I was like, Oh, that's interesting because, you know, I've had my own experiences of working in open plan offices and needing to find desks that are friendly for wheelchair users. So finding a desk basically where I'm not going to stick out in my wheelchair and uh, trip people up because I've got quite a large electric wheelchair. So, you know, um, yeah, if I'm in a walkway, for example, then people have kind of got to walk around me. Um, So, yeah, anyway, to to cut a long story short, I saw this symbol and I thought, oh, that's really interesting. And I know, you know, what I know that one thing that you that you're really keen on in terms of your product development is um, taking a user led design approach. And I, I think that taking that approach led you to this wheelchair symbol, wasn't it? Exactly. And so there's um, sort of a common idiom in sort of building startups, uh, which is you build something, you share it, you see what feedback there is and then you make an iteration and share it again and if you can do that really quickly that that does tend to help sort of build effective and inclusive products with the wheelchair symbol that that you saw i'd love to claim sort of credit to sort of say oh i anticipated that when i was building the product and built it in before someone asked me to um but essentially when when i was creating the spaces um, it had to have a tagging system to be able to say, okay, this space has a monitor. It's got two monitors. It's got my charging hub. It's got standing desk, all, all of the good stuff uh, that you want to know about facilities. But the more and more I was sort of chatting with people uh, and sort of consulting with them about well, what is your plans for hybrid working, they, they would highlight things that I hadn't thought of. And so with every conversation, that's probably 80% of the things that they wanted I had already thought of or had already discussed with another client. But because every business and every organization is so so unique in how they work and how they're set up, like everyone is going to have some element of, okay, I I need to be able to illustrate this. And so some people actually, they, in terms of sort of aisle seats, like that was one of the things that they wanted to be able to illustrate in the product um mm. an aisle seat uh compared to a window seat some people find it's very distracting sitting next to a window where some people would, would sort of cover that as best place in the office and so what we ended up doing is sort of creating custom tags with the ability for people to create anything they like and so we linked up with uh, a nice icon library called font awesome um which have nice 
SVG scalable graphics. Um, and they've got thousands of different icons in there. And so with the ability to let people sort of upload their own things, we're then able to sort of see, okay, what's actually being uploaded? What do people want to illustrate in their business? And one of the things we noticed quite early on was uh, sort of wheelchair icons or to represent the spaces um, overly able, or you can actually have uh, people reserve this with different tasks in mind. Mm. And so uh, we then built it in default into the product. And so when you sort of choose from the drop downs um, before you even get to sort of the custom tags, it's got wheelchair as one of the sort of the default options in there. Yeah, that's really cool. And I think from an inclusion perspective, it was good to see that disability had been included. And I know that you went through a process and, you know, that's the power of taking that, that user-led design approach to kind of capture those requirements and I know that you found a surprising finding, didn't you, around inclusion and accessibility with them, with the avatars integration that you're using. Can you can you tell us a bit more about that? It's a great question. So we use a, um, a graphics library to support sort of everyone's custom sort of avatar or user icon. And so we use a library called um, Avatars. It's got a, it's about A V A T and then three A's um, and then R S. <laughs> and it's um, an amazing library uh, written by a software engineer called Fang Penlin. And so uh, they created um, avatars and um, it's the ability sort of for people to say, okay, I want this color skin, this color hair, this religious um, headgear uh, to be shown in my picture, this shirt this smile, these eyes. And so when I sort of work out all the combinations, I think there's about 14 trillion combinations of avatars. So wow. you can sort of like, yeah, there's all, all sorts of different ways of representing yourself. And so it's a really interesting challenge trying to be representational with avatars. And so I do really like using um, sort of a cartoon Library is probably the best way uh, that I can think of quickly to describe it. Uh, and I actually did that for the intention of trying to make this sort of um, a diverse product to represent people's diversity. Mm. However, one of the pieces of feedback that I actually got from one of the organizations using WiggleDesk, um, which is a charity that deals um, with site issues in the UK, um, was that for a lot of people who are visually impaired, they actually would recommend that you have real pictures of people as opposed to avatars or cartoon graphics because if internally they are used to seeing a picture, for example, in their email or in their calendar uh, linking, it actually helps them a lot to be able to say, okay, that's the same picture and it's the same rough colors and outline and shape as the other one. And so being introduced to a new graphics library and a new product will be an element of okay having to relearn the shapes and associate them with, with the same person and so there's always the challenge of trying to sort of make a conscious decision to make something more inclusive but then there always being something else that uh, it then impacts and so it's uh, a challenge that i'm continuing to sort of think about and work on um, with every piece of feedback that we get yeah and i know that that feedback is really important to you and you do take this this user-led design approach. How do you go about 
getting feedback and then building it into the product in in the iterations that you do so in order to sort of encourage people to provide feedback we have to make it as easy as possible for them to do so and so there's several different groups of users um and so you've got the people who are sort of rolling out wiggle desk for their their company or, or their charity and those sort of people be the people who are sort of uploading all the floor plans, dragging and dropping the desks into place. And it's those people who I often have sort of video consultations with and would have a lot of backwards and forwards. And I'd, I'd probably sort of be quiet for the first like half an hour whilst I'm sort of furiously scribbling down notes on like their plans for the future of work. Hmm. And then you've got sort of the users who would actually be the end users and the people in the business who or organization who are actually making reservations, who are coming into work, who are using WiggleDesk to do hybrid working. And so there's different ways, I suppose, of um, reaching out to them because when you've got sort of thousands of people in an organization, I can't have as many video live one-to-ones as, as I can with the admins who are sort of setting things up. Yeah. And so for a lot of uh, the sort of the end users, we've got sort of live chat support sort of built into every page of the product where they can give feedback. And so we use um, uh, a service called Intercom. We started off using Facebook Messenger uh, as a chat plugin, uh, which is free Yeah. compared to Intercom, which definitely isn't. Um, but uh, the, the features that we got from that as part of their, sort of their startup program, which gives you quite a bit of um, support in, in your first year at least, yeah, I, I found was quite helpful in sort of making the physical distance shorter between me and the end users. Right, okay. Yeah, that's really cool. And I think um, getting feedback is really important and it's something I talk about in my book. I've got a whole chapter on colleague experience and design. Mm. And basically, I, I used to work in user experience and design at the BBC, um, developing websites and apps where we took a human-centered design approach. And I basically pinched all of everything I learned over in UX and D and applied it to the diversity and inclusion world. So it's really about, you know, empathizing with the end customer understanding the you know the tasks that they want to complete the journey that they go through and rem- and then removing any blockages that get in that way exactly um and, and sort of friction if 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 i can reduce any level of friction because that's the thing that people are sort of concerned about with hybrid working is that there'll be or there'll be extra friction for me to have to sort of manage a remote team or for me to have to make a booking and to come in and I don't want to have to do lots and lots of forms and so we went from I think it was 17 button clicks um, to actually re- make a, a desk reservation uh, to just one just through sort of wow. continual tweaking in there yeah that's brilliant now what does inclusive growth mean to you? Um, now, I, I don't have a, a great big team of lots of lots of employees, so I don't think it makes sense for me to to answer it in that sense. But but in terms of inclusive growth from a product sense um, and sort of growing a product, I think in short it revolves to having constant mechanisms to allow people to provide feedback both reactively and to be prompted. It's always very important to 
listen to what people are coming to you to say. If someone is having to come to you and say something, then something has already gone wrong. But um, if they aren't telling you things, then you have to sort of be proactive about that and sort of find out, okay, how is this person using the product? How are they experiencing it? What friction do they have? And if you can minimize the sort of the engine of build something, share it with them, get feedback, make an iteration and share it again. If you can close that loop as quickly and efficiently as possible, you're able to get the growth aspect of it. Um, but if you can listen um, and really change in terms of, sort of how people are experiencing it and what frustrations and friction they have, then I believe you can also get the inclusivity aspects as well. Wonderful. Now, um, before you go, William, if the person listening to us today wants to learn more about WiggleDesk, maybe they're looking for a, a solution like yours to help manage desk reservations and room reservations. What, what should they do? Uh, <laughs> thank, thank you. So we've got a free trial. So it's wiggledesk.com and you hit the free trial icon. Um, I, I would love for people to feel free to get in touch after they've done or whilst they're, they're in the free trial and give me feedback. Let me know how I'm doing in terms of meeting your expectations for inclusivity in the product. And if you see any opportunities for me to reduce friction in, in, in your working life, I would be delighted to listen. Brilliant. Thanks, William. Thank you ever so much for, for joining me today. It's uh, great to have you on the show. Thank you, Toby, for the opportunity. Great to meet you. Thanks. And uh, thank you for tuning in to listen to William and I have a chat today. Um, hopefully you found it interesting. I know a lot of organizations are really focused on hybrid working and, and future ways of working because of the, the pandemic. So uh, please do reach out to William uh, at WiggleDesk if you want to explore his product any further, if you think it would help you in your own organization. Uh, and look out for the next episode of the Inclusive Growth Show, which will be coming up very soon. Until then, take care and all the best. Thank you for listening to the Inclusive Growth Show. For further information and resources from Toby and his team, head on over to our website at milden.co.uk.